Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how we just found the largest glowing shark species in the world, new research showing that cities have their own unique microbiomes, and why the Milky Way probably didn't form from a collision like we thought. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Researchers trawling the Twilight Zone off the coast of New Zealand recently pulled some surprises out of the deep blue sea. Among their finds, three species of shark that, surprisingly, were glowing. One of them is the largest bioluminescent vertebrate known to science. The researchers were tagging along with another team as it conducted an annual survey of hokey, a whitefish that ends up as filet fish sandwiches and fish fingers. But the researchers weren't interested in the prey that came up in the nets. They were after the predators caught by accident. When the hokey researchers pulled up a sample, the shark researchers inspected it for, well, sharks. When they found one, the scientists quickly transferred it to a dark, cold tank before taking its pictures and then, sadly, euthanizing it before collecting tissue samples. The researchers didn't discover any new species of sharks. Instead, they learned more about sharks that were already known to science. Three species, the kite fin shark, the black belly lantern shark, and the southern lantern shark, glowed with a soft, beautiful blue light. Bioluminescence isn't all that unusual in living things, or even in sharks specifically. But until that moment, these particular sharks had never been confirmed to glow. Even cooler, Sharks use a completely different method for bioluminescence. The nervous system controls the epidermal light show in most animals, but sharks use hormones to pull the strings. Chemical tests on the tissue samples revealed that in these species, it's melatonin that activates bioluminescence. If that sounds familiar, it's because the human body uses the same hormone to fall asleep. The researchers say other hormones turn off the glow, and still others likely regulate other aspects of the biological process. They're not sure what controls the hormones themselves, though. They're also not quite sure why the sharks glow at all. One theory is that it helps the deep-sea creatures blend into their environment, when seen from below. The sharks found in the survey have more bioluminescent organs on their bellies, that might make them cast less of a dark silhouette against the bright background of the water's surface. The extra light might also help them find food by illuminating the sea below them. And the nice lighting might help them reproduce by drawing attention to their private parts, too. The researchers' biggest find was the kite fin shark. They can grow as long as a fully grown human. That makes these residents of the Twilight Zone the largest bioluminescent vertebrate ever discovered on land, or in the sea. Researchers have just revealed the findings of a humongous study of microbes in 60 cities across the world. They found more than 10,000 types of viruses and bacteria, and most of them were unique to particular regions or even specific cities. So it turns out that just like people, cities have their own unique microbiomes. And knowing more about them can help scientists keep everyone healthy. The project was a truly global endeavor. It got its start back in 2013 when a team of researchers in New York took to the subway, swabs in hand, 
to take a census of the microbes that were living down there. The study got microbe scientists across the world so excited that they started sending in carefully collected samples from their own cities. Over the course of three years, researchers on six continents collected nearly 5,000 samples in public transit systems and hospitals. They found that nearly all the samples contained the same core set of 31 species of microbes. But those 31 bugs are just a tiny slice of the microbial diversity revealed in the analysis. So what kind of diversity are we talking? Well, one of the researchers said he could analyze a shoe and say which city its owner had come from with 90% accuracy. In their study, the researchers found more than 4,000 species of virus and bacteria that had already been discovered. But they also found more than 700 species of bacteria and 11,000 viruses that were previously unknown to science. Now, is that bad? It's sort of a good news, bad news situation. I mean, sure, germs have a bad rap, but most microbes are harmless. So the numbers themselves aren't necessarily a bad sign. Unfortunately, the study did find unnerving levels of antibiotic-resistant bacteria that could be a problem. It's not a huge surprise, given that the samples came from public transit and hospitals, but it's indicative of a major problem. You can actually see which microbes were found in your area, both the full microbiome and the antibiotic-resistant bugs, using the interactive maps provided by the project. You can check the show notes for some links. But as gross as it may be, research like this is important because it may lead to surveillance programs that would let researchers keep tabs on dangerous microbes. That might help us manage future pandemics, and I think we can all agree that would be worthwhile. Everybody likes to think they're special, and that extends to the galaxy we live in. Scientists have long believed that the Milky Way formed out of a giant collision. That's so hardcore, not like those other boring galaxies. Well, I've got some news. New research from a team of Australian astronomers suggests that the formation of our galaxy is a lot less dramatic than we thought. Our Milky Way is a spiral galaxy, and it has a few peculiar characteristics. It's composed of two disks. The thick disk contains older stars, and the thin disk much younger stars. Because of those age differences, scientists thought each disk might have once been a separate galaxy, and that sometime in the distant past, they smashed into each other. But that theory is being put into question thanks to a special twin to our Milky Way galaxy 320 million light-years away that has very similar characteristics. Scientists call it UGC 10738. All right, not exactly a catchy name. Anyway, this twin galaxy has a special aspect, its orientation. The galaxy is exactly lined up so we can see it edge-on. That meant that the scientists could treat it like a cross-section and take measurements of the thin, younger disk and the thick, older disk to see what elements they contained. The important parts of the measurement are the concentrations of metals. Younger, thin disk stars, like our sun, have more metal than the older, thick disk stars. By looking at the spectrum of each disk, scientists could figure out how much metal they contained. Turns out... They're just like our galaxy. 
if our galaxy was formed in a rare and special way, like a violent collision, we wouldn't expect to see other nearby galaxies that had the same characteristics. But we found one, right in our neck of the woods. So, instead of a violent collision between two smaller galaxies, the findings suggest that our galaxy formed by a much more gradual process. Clouds of stars in space eventually colliding and methodically growing until after many millions of years, they formed the galaxy we find ourselves in now. It might seem like a letdown from the exciting origin story we previously thought, but actually, when it comes to galaxies, boring is a blessing. If our galaxy's characteristics are commonplace, that means we can use it as an example of what's typical and make astronomical observations much closer to home that can be generalized to galaxies far, far away. Hey, let's do a quick recap of what we learned today, starting with the fact that scientists found three new species of sharks that glow, including one that can grow as long as a fully grown human. And that makes it the largest bioluminescent vertebrate ever discovered. While most bioluminescent organisms use their nervous system to control the glow, sharks use hormones. But scientists aren't sure exactly what controls these hormones or even why the sharks glow in the first place. So more research is needed. Cody, did you know that humans even glow? Stop it! They do. Very, 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 very dimly. How? We emit visible light that's 1,000 times less intense than the levels that we can actually see with the naked eye. And that's different than, like, radiation or stuff. We actually do, like, we bioluminesce. It's pretty cool. That's all I'll say. Why are you so fun to have at parties? <laughs> Am I fun to have at parties? You sure are. I mean, it's, it's the sort of thing where everybody's, like, talking about something that they have personally experienced or telling a story and then be like, hey, did you know that octopuses can solve puzzles? That <laughs> kind of ends. I don't know. It sort of sort of puts a damper on conversations. <laughs> like you lose the thread. Mm. Mm. OK, I'll have to think about that one. Anyway, we also learned that a huge study of microbes in 60 cities around the world has found that every city has its own microbial fingerprint. The project found more than 700 species of bacteria and 11,000 viruses that were previously unknown to science. They also found a sort of scary number of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and that data could lead to surveillance programs to keep tabs on these dangerous microbes. Cody, I know that, like, the microbiome is not your favorite topic. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> you love the geology. You're not a fan of the microbiome. I just think... <laughs> We have little Amazon rainforests in ourselves, and now we find out that there's even more, like, in our cities. It's just this whole world that we don't even see. It's incredible. You should think it's cooler. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't hate them. <laughs> I told you, I said one time that I was a little tired of talking about microbiomes. All right. That's fair. <laughs> this was a cool story, though, still. Everything Gets marginally less cool if you talk about it too much. So, you know. Not true. False. Not true. <laughs> what never gets old? I mean, I could name things that you don't think get old if you talk about them too much. Final Fantasy, wrestling, <laughs> Power Rangers, comic books. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Well, 
we also learned that the Milky Way probably didn't form from a giant collision like scientists thought. Australian astronomers found another galaxy just like ours, and also just like ours, it's made up of two disks, one with old stars and one with new stars. That means our galaxy is probably just a regular old galaxy. Yeah, and the, the new galaxy they found was UGC 10738, which is a boring name that astronomers probably just had to use because there are regulations. But what what should we call it? Could be Milky Way Jr. or Milky Milky J, like Milky Way, Milky J. Wilkie May. Wilkie May also works. You could do Three Musketeers because it's like the other candy bar mm. to Milky Way. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred grand guy myself, but that's fine. Oh, hundred grand's fine too. Yeah. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. The pasta abilities are endless. <laughs> no, it's a different, different pun. So it's a different pun. Okay. <laughs> Today's writers were Grant Curran and Brianna Brownell. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. You can be like a kite fin shark by leaving us a glowing five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you can be unlike the Milky Way by colliding with us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 